All right. Just want to welcome all those who just joined us. Pastor Tim here on the Fulfilled Life Church conference line. Hope you're all having a good night tonight. Um, I'm definitely not playing any games tonight. <laughs> We're definitely getting ready. We're just going to be calling upon the Lord tonight. We're in that kind of mentality tonight where we need God to, to do something. And there are certain times when it's, you know, we're going to ask God to move urgently, and tonight's one of those God-move-urgently moments. Um, and so, you know, hopefully that, you know, you're all down with that because I think that's what we need. That being said, I want to welcome everybody who just joined. Um, I see a lot of other people who just joined in. It is Selena, Leonte, Irma, Anita, Kat, Selena, the whole crew, the whole gang. So... We're grateful that you're here. Um, I'm going to continue to keep it rolling with just some time of, of prayer. And um, for those who just who couldn't tell by, well, you know, by just listening to the last few minutes of, of our prayers, if you just joined us, we're really just plugging in in a deeper way, asking for God's protection, um, aggressively and urgently praying for that, asking the Lord of hosts, which means that he's a lord of, of you know, heavenly armies would start to just dispatch, you know, his workers, his soldiers, his angels on our behalf in the name of Jesus that, you know, when I look at the world around us, I see a lot of amazingly beautiful things. And I see a lot of God's work and I see a lot of the work of his hands and his craftsmanship. But, I think we'd all be remiss not to acknowledge that we also see a lot of the sort of the, the works of the, the enemy at times sort of operating. And I think it is the job of the church and of us as believers to call upon the name of the Lord to do something about that, not just to be innocent bystanders or something, or to just let, let you know, like I said, just be passengers and, and allow, you know, the every other influence to be in the driver's seat. I think it's time for us to grab the bull by the horns and to call upon the Lord. And that's what he desires. That's what he wants. You know, it's kind of a, an odd thing to sometimes grapple with or wrap your head around the notion that God has a will and a desire for the earth. He desires that his will would be done, desires that there would be purity and holiness and righteousness across nations, that the name and the gospel of Jesus Christ would be preached. But he doesn't force any of that to happen. He sort of lets us as human beings, usher in whatever spirit we want. If we want to usher in, you know, false and, and foul spirits and lying spirits throughout our nation, he lets that us do that as a nation. And if we decide as a church and as a nation that we want to bring in, you know, rightness and righteousness in the Holy Spirit, then he allows us to do that too. But we, he calls upon us to call upon him, basically. And we need to be much more aggressive in doing that um, as, as, a, as a body. Um, I think that when we sit back and don't do that, it can cause issues. And, you know, I think for too long, the American church has been a bit passive. And we sit back, we say, well, you know, what what are we going to do about it? These people, you know, who are non-Christians want to live life this way. I guess we, you know, we can't make them love Jesus. We are have to sit back and watch them, you know, ruin the culture, I guess. But I think that, you know, it's time for us to be, you know, where are all the believers at who aren't going to just take that laying down, who are going to stand up and say, no, it's not going to be that way. And if we can't we may not be able to, you know, uh, influence the culture, you know, um, through the media right now or, you know, through other, you know, means or force people to accept Christ. But 
people, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to pray and we're going to raise up our voice to the Lord. We're going to call upon him to bring forth the revival. If we can't bring it, you know, in the natural, if we can't bring it through just, you know, inviting people to church or whatever, um, then what, you know what, we'll bring it, you know, by asking God to cause it to happen. And that's where I think we need to start to play. And I'm not playing games anymore. I think it's time for us to be, you know, be much more aggressive about praying in that regard. So just continuing along those lines, I think there's also a, um, an individual and familial aspect to this where it's also, um, you know, also what we're praying about tonight is the Lord in, in your individual families doing that the same kind of work, like aggressively defending your families, protecting your family, protecting your children, covering you guys with the blood of Jesus. So it's a multifold or multi-layered prayer approach tonight. But the, the bottom line is that God would just urgently dispatch his angels, protect us at the individual, the familial, and national level. So if you're down with that, just um, why don't you rise with me tonight as we just continue um, to lift up these prayers. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you so much, God. You have been good. Your mercy is so good. It just endures forever. There's nobody else who's like you, nobody else, Heavenly Father, who can do the things that you're able to do. You've heard the posture of our hearts tonight, Lord God. You understand, you know, where we're coming from tonight, Lord God. You know, Lord God, that we're not really playing any games here tonight, Lord God, that we come expectantly, that we're earnestly seeking your face to hear tonight, Lord God. And Heavenly Father, I just call upon your name one more time, Lord God, and just plead in the blood of Jesus. You know, the cross is so powerful, Lord God. The cross, you know, is what causes the enemy to tremble, Heavenly Father. The cross brings light to every dark situation, Heavenly Father. And we just plead the blood of Jesus, and we just thank you for that cross. Thank you, Lord, for that cross. Thank you, God, for just cleansing us right now. That every single household that's been under siege, Lord God, is just getting cleansed in the name of Jesus. It's happening right now, Lord God, that every crevice of our homes is just being infused with just the light of Christ, the blood of Jesus just flowing through every household now, and we're experiencing, Heavenly Father, uh, just just your, your total cleansing. We're experiencing your light. We're experiencing your goodness. We're experiencing uh, your blessings. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for that. We're experiencing a blessing in our households right now. Anything, Lord God, dwelling in our household, Heavenly Father, anything, Lord God, influencing our household, Heavenly Father, that does not bring about more of your will, we ask you to expel it immediately. Every agent of the evil one, Lord God, eradicated, drawn out, dragged out of our households in the name of Jesus. We pray, Heavenly Father, that our families are secured in Jesus' name. We pray that our children are protected in the name of Jesus. We pray that our spouses are protected in the name of Jesus. We pray that our parents, Lord God, our extended family members, Lord God, our brothers and sisters are under the covering of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over everything that is of import to us familially in the name of Jesus. We just thank you, God, for all you've done for us in the name of Jesus. And we honor you in Jesus' mighty and precious name. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We we just want to appreciate you, God. I just want... I, I know right now that the Holy Spirit's just moving. For all those who are on the call with us, the Holy Spirit's moving. 
I can definitely just discern that the Holy Spirit is just moving even in this moment, that he's doing things that we can't do on our own and removing things we can't remove on our own. God, I pray that you would make our lives, our dwelling places, our minds, our bodies, our souls, an uninhabitable landscape for the evil one, an uninhabitable landscape for the enemy. That when the enemy sees our homes, that he'll know he can't live there. It's not a tenable living situation for him. I pray that when the enemy sees our children, he'll know I can't dwell in the same space where they dwell. It's an untenable living situation. I pray, Heavenly Father, that when the enemy looks at our nation, that the stranglehold he's had over the culture will be broken because it will be an uninhabitable landscape for him in Jesus' mighty name. I just pray, Heavenly Father, that you would just have your way now. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Because despite, you know, what we've been through, despite what we see in our country and our culture, despite, Heavenly Father, what we might be going through in our families or on a personal level, God, you've dealt with more complicated situations and problems than, than what we are currently living through. You've helped nations that were so much further away from God turn to Christ. You've helped people, Lord God, that were suffering from so much more spiritual oppression, Lord God, get set free. Even the few examples I see from the Bible just prove that point out. Heavenly Father, Lord God, you've, you've helped families that were far more broken than our families, Lord God, to become, you know, reconstructed. And, Lord God, so we have no doubt about what you're capable of doing, Lord. We ask you, Lord God, just, just to do it. Be urgent about it, Lord. Be urgent. Be urgent, Lord. Be urgent about the things that you want to do. We can't wait any longer for the things that you want to do. We can't take any more time for the things that you want to do. Some of these things are too urgent, Lord God. We put aside our own, sometimes even our own selfish ambitions right now, Lord God. And we ask you, Lord God, just to move with regard to the things, Lord God, that are so critical. Maybe, Lord God, we had our own agenda, you know, our own promotion at work, our, you know, our own new home, new car, whatever it, it might be, Lord God, that we're, we're praying and asking you for that new opportunity academically. I, I don't know what it is, Lord God, that new partner maybe. Any of those things, they're all, they're all, they're all meaningful, Lord God. But what we ask you, Lord God, right now is putting all that to the side for a moment, Lord. Your agenda is to see your people and to see them thrive. And we ask, Lord God, that you would take an interest in this and start moving. You have an invitation. It is an open invitation. Your word says you stand at the door and knock. We're here to let you in. We're letting you in, Lord God, and we're letting you in everything. We're letting you into our lives. We're letting you into these battles. We're letting you into our minds. We're letting you into our soul. And we're asking you, Lord God, to clean the house of the door that you're knocking on. You're knocking on the door to our lives. We're opening it and we're asking you, Lord God, to help us to clean it. Help us, Heavenly Father, to dust it off. Help us, Heavenly Father, to purify it. Paint all the walls white, Lord God. Heavenly Father, cleanse it, Lord Jesus, with your blood. Thank you, Father. Drive out anything that does not belong in the name of Christ Jesus. We thank you. We honor you. And we ask you, Lord God, to have your way in our lives, in the mighty and precious name 
of Jesus. Amen. Okay. What's going on, everybody? This is Tim here with you. Just wanting to say hi to you all. Um, just wanted to welcome you here with also also uh, my wife, Barbara, as well. She's here, and she's smiling at you all, even though you can't see her through the phone, so that's fine. Um, we're happy to, to be here with you all again. If you, as you know, we've been praying just for God's protection, for God to do his will you know, in our lives. In a couple of minutes here, I'll open up the line so that you can offer your prayer request. But, again, just before we kind of turn to the Word or to the Scripture and take a, take a look at a couple of, you know, verses, Again, just as a as a point to to just reiterate, we're really I'm really trusting God and, and grateful for those of you who are believing in here with me that that He's gonna start to turn things around for, for our nation and turn things around for us as individuals, you know. Nothing I desire more for all of us than for us to, you know, live out this walk with, with God properly and with a right heart and to overcome every every lie and uh, to clear every hurdle, every obstacle in our way, you know, I I desire that for you all. I desire that for myself, for my family, but, you know, I also desire it for every, anybody who belongs to Christ. I mean, because I think that that's our portion, you know, that's what the Lord says is due us if, if we're willing to call upon his name to ask him to help us with that. So, you know, we're coming against all fear here tonight. We're coming against all, you know, you know, false, you know, falsified forms of information that have been, you know, trying to lead us into fear or despair or discomfort or sin or anything like that. And, and now is a time where we're asking God to keep our eyes open and keep us strong and strengthened and, 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 and able to be victorious in every single situation. Father, once again, I just pray your blood covers your children tonight. I just pray that in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And amen. All right. Now that we've done that, now that we've sort of handled and addressed that, I want to ask you would all get your Bibles handy if you take a look at a couple of scriptures. All right, we're going to start tonight. I think I'm going to read you know, multiple paragraphs, but um, let's take a look at a couple different verses. Ephesians chapter 6, 11. You know, we started with this. Um, I alluded to this verse early on, but I want to just start with by reading it. It says this in the word of Ephesians 6, 11. It says, this is the NIV version. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. That's really... You know, one of the foundational pieces of scripture here. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Um, I've preached and taught upon this concept before in the past. You know, but I think that, you know, it's probably worth reiterating or kind of revisiting. Um, I think it was like about summertime last year that I, preacher did a word on this on a Sunday service, but this notion that, you know, as believers we're literally engaged in a form of warfare is is just a reality that 
is important for us to just be cognizant of and aware of, right? Um, I think that for good reason, in, in a church context, we don't spend all our time just talking about, you know, war against the enemy or, you know, fighting some battle because, you know, you can lose morale perhaps in certain situations when you're constantly thinking about the battles you're fighting and, you know, the struggles around you or whatever. But it's worth noting that the word of God is super clear about this, right? It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. That means that there are schemes, right, that can't be ignored. The enemy is always scheming. He doesn't do anything else at the time. He doesn't, you know, go to work and try to pay, you know, his mortgage and then try to figure out, you know, what, what else he needs to do for that day and, like, go grocery shopping. All he does is just around scheming. And so it's our job to, in light of that, you know, spend a lot of our time putting on the full armor of God. You know, when you're fighting an enemy who all he does is scheme, then you need to be a type of person who you live a life of a lot of what you do, you know, is is protect yourself and put on that armor. And how do you put on that armor? You put on that armor by equipping yourself with the components of the armor of God, which are things such as um, um, salvation, the helmet that you put on says salvation, thinking about meditating on the salvation that God offered through the cross. Um, it's through embracing peace, embracing God's truth, embracing faith, and that you can use as a shield to block the enemies. It says in, in, in one translation of the word that the fiery arrows of the devil be blocked by the shield of faith. The sword of the spirit, which you can use as a tool to attack. I mean, look, I'm using a lot of metaphors. The bottom line of what I'm trying to say is putting on the full armor of God is spending time with the Lord and then asking him to fight for you pretty much, right? To break it down and boil it down into like a more simplistic version of of those uh, more abstract metaphors. What I was trying to say is that it's important for us to just call upon God, doing basically what we were doing earlier today. Um, calling on God to, to fight, calling on God to, to, to go to war for us, calling on God to help to un, you know, uncover the enemy schemes, but then also to basically upend, uproot, and destroy those schemes as well, right? Um, some people are suffering um, because they don't know what the enemy schemes are. Can we ask the Lord to uncover those, whether it through, he does it through dreams and visions, whether he does it through other people who tell us, whether he just speaks to our heart and makes it clear to us, hey, this is what the enemy's planning. We have to have those schemes uncovered. We need to know what the blueprint is. Then we need to ask him to also subsequently help us um, to ruin those plans, basically, that the enemy has. And that should be a constant point of prayer for us. So I wanted to just say that to you, just sharing that verse. It's so, so clear. Got to put on, you need to put on the honor of God. <clears throat> Psalm 46.1 is another verse that I want to say. Um, to you all and give you as, as a portion that I would read. Get here from this passage of scripture. It's here to encourage you. So I think that when we talk, you know, about verses like Ephesians 6 1, we're talking about, you know, devilish schemes and whatnot. It's easy for one to become, <clears throat> I think, a little bit concerned, right? I think that's probably why we update some of these subject matters, even in, in in Sunday services and what have you, because we don't want to scare people or whatever. Um, but remember, the, the word of the Lord says that the God didn't give you a spirit of fear. And then it also says this uh, in Psalms, present help in trouble. It's important for us to remember that. You know, and I, and I think that 
th- those kinds of verses enable us to have courage and strength, even as we remember the significance of verses such as the one we just read from Ephesians. So, you know, we need to pray upon the full armor of God. We need to be like warriors ready to go to battle because the enemy's scheming. At the same time, though, more importantly, we need to understand that God's our strength and refuge, and he's an ever-present help in trouble. That means if, to the extent you're going through a trouble, a hardship, a difficulty, God is going to be there for you. God's going to be there for you. He's going to be an ever-present help. That means he's always going to be a help. There's not going to be some moment where God is not there. He's not going to be an occasionally present help or, you know, a, a present help you know, provided that he's not too busy with other things. I mean, he's going to be an ever-present help. And that is very, 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 very important. Along the lines of, of fear, right, because I think that is, you know, the basis of why a lot of people, you know, opt not to talk about the importance of sort of this warfare mentality that we we really are asked to have as Christians, to be quite frank. It's not really an optional thing. It's, it's really a request that the Lord asks of us. Um, but is that people, you know, like I said, there's there can be a, a fear component to this. People don't want to talk about it because it, you know, makes them afraid. You know, war is scary. Battles are, can be scary. It's easier not to think about them and just to think about, you know, God, you know, help me to, I don't know, grow my flower garden today rather than God help me to, you know, win this battle today. It's easier to pray about the, the former rather than the latter. But here's what it says in Deuteronomy 30, 31.6 as, as sort of a premise to enable us to, you know, not be afraid. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. God says when when you go into battle, because this was a this was a verse given to the people of Israel before they were about to go to battle with those living in the promised land. The people in the promised land were way stronger. They looked like they were gonna beat up on the Israelites. It's kinda of like us if we think about some of like the, the battles we might go into spiritually here. Right? And we might be worried. But, but Moses spoke to the people and he said to them, don't be terrified because of your enemies. For the Lord your God goes before you. He will never leave you or forsake you. You know, that that terminology, that, that verbiage, he will never leave you or forsake you, is really famous in church circles. Many of you have heard that. He will never leave you or forsake you. But the context of which it was said matters a lot. God was saying here, when you go to battle, I won't leave you or forsake you. He wasn't just talking about it in sort of very general terms, although I think you can extrapolate from this verse and understand that God is saying, in general, he'll never leave you or forsake you. That's true. But we take this verse and we think about it and we say, you know, God, when I when I um, need to pay my bills, you'll never leave me or forsake me. Lord God, when I need to Go on this job interview. You'll never leave me or forsake me. You know, Lord God, when I need to, you know, remember, you know, my multiplication tables for this exam, you'll never leave me or forsake me. And then yeah, that's true. He won't, right? We, we can call upon God in all those situations. But this it, this verse, the context, is specifically for a battle cry. He's saying when it's time to fight, when it's time to overcome the forces of darkness, when it's come to overcome the schemes of the enemy, that is specifically when I'm saying I will never leave you or forsake you. When you feel the pressure and the heat is on and you just feel like the enemy is trying to tear you apart, you feel like every, you're being fought from every single direction, 
that is when I'll never leave you or forsake you. It's important for us to know that that's the context. The context is in the thick of battle, I won't leave you or forsake you. In the middle of the trouble, I won't leave you or forsake you. I will not leave you or forsake you when you need it most, when it's the hardest. Not when it's easy, but when it's hard, that's when I promise to not leave you or forsake you. And I have to say, you know, as a kind of a final closing anecdotal remark, that I, I, I know that to be true of the Lord. He does not leave us or forsake us in, in, the, in the thick of the battle where the battling is fiercest. That's where the Lord doesn't leave you or forsake you. Um, the Bible talks about this, these wars where any parts of the war where the battle, it says it's the fiercest. Like it's the, it's the hardest part of the fight, basically. The front lines, right, of the battle, where it's fiercest, and you know, God understands that. He knows we all go through ups and downs, but He knows there, there's certain battles that are just fierce. And you, you all, if you've lived life long enough, to sort of understand what I mean. Certain challenges that are way harder than other ones. But God says, when you're going through that challenge that seems so much harder than another one, it's that medical situation. You know, it, it's a terrible diagnosis, or it's that financial situation. It looks like it's going to ruin you, or it's that. You know, it's that it's that it's that mental health crisis that looks like it's going to deteriorate. You know, your your sort of mind space. That is where God says, "I won't forsake you then. I won't forsake you. Then. I'm not going to forsake you the other times either, but especially then, I won't forsake you." And so, I just thank God that He's there. I do not know what any of us would do if He were gone, but God, we just welcome you. We thank you. Lord Jesus, for being here. Thank you for not leaving us or forsaking us when the battle got hard. We belong to you, mind, body, and soul. We thank you for your goodness and ask you, Lord, to fight our battles. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. With that being said, welcoming those who may have just dialed in over the last couple of minutes here. Pastor Tim with you, as per usual, on a uh, weeknight, 9 to 10 Eastern. With that being said, I wanted to leave open the line for anybody who may need prayer. We're going to close in a couple of minutes, but if you need prayer, hit star five. The star icon followed by five. If you have prayer needs, we will get to those prayer items. And then, of course, we'll be closing with a prayer. You know, um, no surprises here of protection for all of you. Um, but I did want to leave a minute or two open for uh, people who may have a prayer request, specifically prayer requests. So if specifically have a prayer request, and now is the time to lift up your request for prayer, and that would be what this uh, time period is for. Uh, let me go over to our brother, Victor. Victor. Yeah, Pastor Tim, I need prayer for my sister. Um, I'm asking yeah. God for, uh, I guess, grace, mercy, and favor, and um, remedios to come and help her pack boxes up. And I'm yeah, let's, let's God pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, Victor, did I cut you off? You're saying you were asking about something else as well. What was that? Uh, Remedios. Uh, she's supposed mm-hmm. to help her pack boxes, mm-hmm. but she's telling her mm-hmm. Thursday or Friday. So mm-hmm. I'm asking God to um, have her come to help Kathy get the boxes. Yeah. Up is what I'm okay. asking Let's, let's, let's pray over that. Um, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for Victor and for his sister. 
We pray that, Lord God, the help that she needs will come quickly. She may be packing boxes or doing every kind of have other kinds of heavy lifting. We just ask, Father, that um, through your Holy Spirit, you would, you would send help for her. Lord God, we just pray, Heavenly Father, that you would enable her to be able to handle the workload that she has before her. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Heavenly Father, because we know we can trust you in this. We know that you care about these details of her life. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to enable her, O oh Lord Jesus, just to be um, totally and completely, you know, finding a, a place of help. Um, and we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would make it all happen swiftly. She has just this week to do it. And so we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Vic. Um, Anita. Aloha, Pastor Tim and um, uh-huh. Pastor and Mother and Brother and Sisters in Christ. I'm calling because I'm asking for prayer for my nephew. He had gotten into some trouble and he was incarcerated. And my sister said he called today and he was crying. And I'm asking that God will move because I think she said something about it. He might get 10 years. And I said, well, you know, God has everything in his hands. It is always been when I came in prayer for him, God moved. So I'm asking for prayer that um, God will move in a mighty powerful way, that the charges will be dropped, and he will be free. Amen. Let's pray over that. Heavenly Father, just pray for Anita's nephew. We know, Lord God, that you know he may have got himself in a bit of hot water, but at the same time, we, we pray that the charge will be dropped. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would give him another chance at life. Lord God, we've seen you do it before for people. Lord God, notably, we saw you do it you know, for, for David. And even in the midst of, of making mistakes, Lord God, you're able to you know, enable him that, to have another chance, at, another shot at life, another opportunity to do what's right. We pray that for Anita's nephew, that you would give him that chance as well, that you know, all of us make mistakes, Lord God, and done things that we aren't proud of. But to the extent, Lord God, we have a second chance, we pray that we would just take it, you know, uh, seize it in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. Uh, we ask you, Heavenly Father, right now that Anita's nephew would, would learn his lesson, but at the same time uh, have the opportunity, Lord God, to uh, to have the charges dropped so that this scare would just be more of a wake-up call more than anything else. And we ask, Heavenly Father, that you would do this all in the mighty name of Jesus. We believe in you. And pray that you can use this for good, even though it's a difficult situation right now. But we know you can use it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thanks, Anita. And I want to close by just uh, praying again for prayer protection over you all tonight before we go to bed. You know, I think this whole week, you know, if, you, if you're joining the 9 p.m. session, we're really going to be focusing on just God's protection throughout the week, most likely. I don't think I'm going to change the subject at all um, throughout this week. But... For those of you who want to come or if you want to invite family members or whatever, we're praying all week just about God's protection, that God would, would start doing things, that he'd start fighting battles for us. Now is not the time for, you know, sort of happy-go-lucky, you know, easy-going kind of prayer time. Now is the time for warfare prayer time and God to really just start to, you know, fight battles that, that we can't handle on our own and for us to be brave and bold enough to, to call upon his name to do those things. And so... um we're just going to continue to just do that, and if that's you know what you're if you're here for that, and if you you know want that for your life, if you want God fighting your battles and, and, and giving you victories, then 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 definitely join us again in tomorrow and, and the other you know uh, prayer meetings of this evening. 
of the evening times throughout the week. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We pray, Lord God, for your guidance and your protection. We pray, Lord God, that you would protect us and keep our families safe. Remove from our lives anything that would hurt us and strengthen us, God. Let our minds, bodies, and souls be purified. Lord God, let us be refined in a fire. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, we thank you, Father, for all you've done and all you've given to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.